0: This is Holy Family School of Faith. Welcome to our rosary meditation. Tonight, I am blessed to be with Archbishop Nauman and with Marilyn, and we are going to have a special rosary meditation dedicated to the 4th of July Independence Day. Archbishop, can you tell us where we are
1: We're in Kansas City, Kansas at the Monastery of the Little Brothers of the Lamb at their outdoor grotto, and the monastery is dedicated to Mary under the title the Mother of God. And this little grotto is uh, beautiful. If you've never been here, please come and visit. It's a grotto where we, in its dedication, we prayed that it would be a place of many miracles.
0: And so... So we pray for, we offer this rosary for all the unsolvable things that people are going through right now in their lives and their families and friends at this Grotto of Miracles. So Archbishop, you can lead us.
1: So we'll pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our first meditation, our society is very career-oriented. We often pose questions to young people. What do you want to do with your life? I believe for the Christian, this is the wrong question to ask. Our youth are encouraged to figure out what they're passionate about. We have them take aptitude tests to determine if they have the correct skill set for a particular field of endeavor. What career preparation would be easiest for them? What is the path that will lead? with the least degree of difficulty? What area of study offers the most job opportunities? What pathway provides the most lucrative compensation, allowing them to live comfortably and providing the best amenities? These are not necessarily bad or unimportant questions. However, these are not the most important questions for the Christian, and they reveal a mistaken notion of who we are as human beings. These questions place ourselves at the center of our own universe. They assume I can be or do anything I want to be. The premise behind these questions is the radical modern notion of human autonomy, making ourselves the lord of our own universe. This leads to some of the insanity rampant in contemporary American culture. I decide who I am. I decide what is right and wrong for me. I can even defy my own biology and choose to be a different gender. On the other hand, the Christian view is that I'm not the center of the universe. Human beings are not the creators, but we are creatures made in the image of the creator of the cosmos. For this reason, each and every human being is of inestimable worth and possesses a dignity to be honored, respected, and protected. The real question for the Christian is not, what do I want to do with my life? It is rather, what does God want me to do with my life? What is his plan for me? How can I use the gifts that he has entrusted to me for his glory and honor and to serve my fellow human beings? Christians think in terms of vocations as opposed to career choices. What is God calling me to do? How is our Lord inviting me to follow him? Every one of us has a vocation, a special calling. Our identity is not something we invent or determine. It is given to us by God for us to cherish and respect. We are not the center of the universe, but we are loved and cherished by the one who is. Our task in life is to discover God's will for us. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death.
0: Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: It is the fourth of July. <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. the fires of hell. lead all souls to heaven especially those who are most need
1: mercy our second meditation we are created in the divine image the masterpiece of God's creation our identity takes us on a new and even more amazing dimension through the waters of baptism and the anointing with chrism at our confirmation we share in God's life. We have become his living temples and given an eternal destiny to live with God and his saints forever. In confirmation, we not only share in the life of Jesus, the second person of the triune God, but we also participate in his mission. What is that mission? It is to help others to know that they are made in the divine image and God desires to share his divine and everlasting life with them. God has a plan and a mission for their life as well. Unfortunately, sometimes, because for good reason, we promote particular vocations of the priesthood and religious life, many lay Catholics fail to appreciate their vocation and thus fail to recognize the unique mission God has given to them. Without diminishing the importance of the priesthood and the religious life, We need to do a better job helping every Catholic realize that they possess a religious vocation, a special calling by God to bring the joy of the gospel and the love of Jesus to others. Certainly married couples who are called to mirror God's love in our world, and Christian parents who are the first and most influential teachers of the faith to their children, have a religious vocation However, every baptized confirmed Catholic, whether married or single, young or old, a genius or developmentally challenged, widow or widower, rich or poor, have a special calling from God. Each of us is called to live in such a way that we bring the love of Jesus to others and we bring others to Jesus Christ and his living body, the church. shall be world without end. Amen.
0: Oh, my Jesus, forgive, forgive us, us our sins, save us from us the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those, those who most need thy mercy.
1: Our third meditation, <clears throat> our Christian understanding of the human person, also shapes our idea of freedom. In our secular society, the dominant notion of freedom is doing whatever I want, when I want, as long as it does not harm anyone else too badly. In our second reading last Sunday, an excerpt from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, Paul describes authentic freedom. St. Paul reminds us that Christian freedom liberates us from enslavements to our passions and desires. Christian freedom does not depend on our exterior circumstances, but in the ability to choose to do the good or the noble in any situation. If we understand that our purpose in life is to glorify God and to love others, then we realize that we can exercise this freedom in any and all circumstances. We can never be deprived of such freedom, no matter how dire or difficult our situation. We can live such freedom in a concentration camp, or a hospital bed, in the boardroom or the classroom, in the accounting firm or the law office, in the laboratory or the construction site, in the farm field or the skyscraper. It does not matter our social status, our name recognition, or the strength of our investment portfolio. All well, so souls so to heaven, especially those well, most need be of thy mercy. Our fourth meditation. <clears throat> this past week the bishops of the United States have invited all Americans to observe and celebrate Religious Freedom Week. As we celebrate the birth of our nation today, the church reminds us that religious freedom and conscience rights are among the cornerstones of our Constitution's Bill of Rights. Sadly, in recent years, we have witnessed efforts to diminish the cultural understanding of religious freedom. There are powerful and shrill voices today who want to redefine religious freedom as simply the right to worship as we choose. However, historically, the American understanding of religious freedom has been much more comprehensive than the ability to assemble freely for worship. Religious freedom includes our ability to live out our religious values in the public square, to live what we believe in every dimension of our lives. In recent years, we've been alarmed by some states prohibiting Catholic charities from providing adoption services because of our belief in the nature of marriage as a covenant of love between one man and one woman. Social science data supports that children do much better on almost every measurable scale, school achievement, mental health, economic security, they benefit from a mother who loves their father and the father who loves their mother and who together love their children. We are stunned a few years ago when the Department of Health and Human Services interpreted the Affordable Care Act to include many mandates coercing Catholic institutions to provide abortifacients and contraceptives through our employee benefit programs. We have been alarmed by states recently passing statutes that enshrine Roe versus Wade in state law, allowing for abortions through all nine months of pregnancy, and in some cases, even permitting infanticide. Here in Kansas, we are deeply troubled by our state Supreme Court claiming to discover a right to abortion in the Kansas Constitution. Until recently, <clears throat> there was a broad consensus in both parties that taxpayers should not be forced to fund abortion. Sadly, in the primary debates, we saw every Democratic candidate for president expressing support for coercing taxpayers to fund abortions, regardless of their deeply held moral beliefs. In the past year, members of the Senate criticized federal judicial nominees who were Catholic for belonging to the Knights of Columbus or for adhering to fundamental moral teachings of the church, going so far as to chastise one nominee for the dogma living too loudly in her. A Christian florist in the state of Washington who had for decades employed and served individuals with same-sex attraction, has suffered legal harassment by the state's attorney general, jeopardizing her business and seeking to impose penalties that will cause her to lose her home and file for bankruptcy. Why? Because as a consequence of her deeply religious beliefs, she declined to make a floral arrangement for a same-sex wedding ceremony. Similarly, a baker baker in Colorado has been forced into protracted and costly legal battles because he declined baking cakes for occasions that conflicted with his deeply held religious convictions. Our religious freedom concerns are not just confined to our nation, but also for Christians in other parts of the world, where religious liberty and conscience rights are even more severely imperiled. In several Middle Eastern countries, Christians have been forced to flee in order to protect their own lives and the lives of their families. In Nigeria, nearly 2 million people have been displaced their, from their ancestral homes, fleeing persecution of groups like Boko Haram, whose name means Western education is forbidden. We all need to recommit ourselves to standing for religious liberty.
0: as it was, was in the,
1: the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without it.
0: Oh, my Jesus, forgive, forgive us our, our sins, save us from the fires, fires of hell, lead all, all souls to heaven, heaven, especially those who want to see divine
1: mercy. Our final meditation. In our prayer today, no matter our age or state in life, let us ask the question of our Lord, what is it that you want me to do at this moment and the unique circumstances of my life? How are you calling me to follow you? In prayer, when the Lord reveals the answers to these questions, then beg the Lord to give you the courage, the strength, and the generosity to say yes to wherever he is beckoning you to follow him. Do not delay your response. It is urgent that we accept our Lord's summons quickly. Let us also thank the Lord for our nation's rich history and tradition of cherishing and protecting religious liberty, And conscience rights. Let us thank the Lord for all those brave Americans who have gone before us and died defending these precious rights. Let us ask the Lord to give us the courage and determination to exercise our citizenship to protect these fundamental human rights from those who attack and seek to diminish if not destroy religious freedom. Let us also pray for the many Christians and other religious minorities throughout the world today who suffer persecution for their religious belief. May we be determined to do our part to protect and preserve the rights of all people to worship God and to follow their deeply held religious beliefs.
0: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it, as it was, was in, in the
1: beginning, beginning, is now, and, and ever shall be, be world well without, without end. end. Amen.
0: Oh my Jesus, forgive, forgive us our
1: sins, sins, save us from the fires, from fires of hell, hell. lead, lead all, all souls to heaven, heaven especially those was who are most needed by
0: mercy. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world seeking the ruin of souls. Archbishop, thank you very much. Could you give us your apostolic blessing?
1: And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May you have a good and safe and joyful
0: 4th of July. Let's be, let's be apostles of the rosary. Share this with others. Holy Family School of Faith invites adults to become missionary disciples by immersing them in the teachings of Jesus, virtue, and prayer using one-on-one discipleship, small group evangelization, and large group formation. To find out more, visit schooloffaith.com.